What does God want for us? Is it the same that we want for ourselves? God wants us to believe in him. God wants us to be holy. God wants us to live with him forever in heaven. And so how do we do that? By whatever way we think is right or by what God wants us to do? God is always trying to make us holy. He's always trying to perfect us. We're called to be perfect and holy. Well, God is trying to do that. And so he gives us opportunities. They are challenging. They may not be something we like, but if they make us holier, then why avoid them? The people of Israel were slaves in Egypt for 400 years. They wanted freedom, but they didn't know what freedom was. And when they get it, what do they do? They say they would rather go back to their slavery. That's what was in the first greeting. That they were hungry and that it was better to be in Egypt than to be in the desert because they thought God brought them out to kill them. Is that what they thought of God? Did they underestimate him? Yes, of course. Did they overestimate themselves? Absolutely. But God gives them what they need. God gives them manna, food every day, just enough, no leftovers, and then more the next day, and kept them going. And what did they do? They grumbled because it was not what they had in mind. What they had in mind was to live forever in this life with great enjoyment and just to enjoy this world. They had no real intentions of heaven. They wanted to get out of their slavery, but not to live in the freedom of God's children, which is a different thing. It is a freedom which calls us to depend on God and not ourselves. And yet, when they couldn't depend on themselves and had to depend on God, well, they complained. God always provided for them, maybe not in the timely fashion that they desired according to their wishes, but he always provided enough for them to eat, water for them to drink. Why, even their clothes... And their shoes lasted all those 40 years that didn't wear out, didn't happen by accident. And yet they complained, better to be slaves in Egypt than to die in the desert. Weren't there enough graves in Egypt? You brought us to the desert to die? And yet God provides for them. And God is perfecting them, teaching them to live the commandments so they can go into Jerusalem, the kind of people that God wants. Jesus is dealing with the same thing. He has a lot of people to feed, and he feeds them. And when they come to him, it's not about believing in him or listening to his words, but feed us again, feed our stomachs, not our souls. And he points this out and said that he has something greater for them to eat. And yet they don't understand because they think in worldly ways and not spiritual ways. Their desire is for their body and their passions and not for their soul. And yet, Jesus is communicating this. He wants to feed their souls, that he wants them to go to heaven. And he talks about the manna that their ancestors ate and how that merely fed their stomachs until they got to the promised land. And yet, he wants more for them. He wants more for us. And still, we have trials in our life, not meant to distance us from God, not to believe in God, but to believe in him more profoundly. It's described as gold being tested in fire. 
If you put gold in fire and it's not pure, what is impure will be burned away, but it has to suffer through intense fire to reach its perfection. The same is asked of us, that we endure trials and we endure the burning love of God, which purifies everything that takes out what is not pure and makes us what we're supposed to be, the perfection of what God designed. And yet it is a challenge. If you look at all the examples of the people who had their faith tested, Abraham, our father in faith, after his trial and taking Isaac to sacrifice, and at the last moment being told by angel not to, did he have less faith from that or more faith? After Peter uh, went through his trial in, you know, abandoning Jesus and denying him, and yet when he speaks with Jesus and Jesus puts it before him, he has more faith. When Martha and Mary have to endure the death of their brother and Jesus resurrects him, they went through a trial. They did not lose their faith, but they gained faith. When Thomas said his untimely words that he would only believe when he saw him, then there he stands before Jesus. His faith was tried, and he grew in faith. It is all for us that with the trials we have in our life to look at them not as something that has come upon us to distance us from God, but to grow closer to him, to open our minds and our hearts to the graces that abound so that we may learn to love God more, that we may not turn from the cross, but turn toward it and embrace it. Christ himself, who did not need to be tried, went through it for us because we would have to go through it as well. The innocent man tried for the sins of many. So when we receive the Eucharist, we are receiving something which tests our faith every time. We have to believe in what we are receiving because it does not look like what is it, the reality that it is. It looks like something else. And yet it is our faith that overcomes that. The same faith that the believers who saw Jesus, who looked just as human as everyone else, had to believe that he was God. And when they did, then their faith grew, even though it was a challenge. Then their lives grew closer to God, and they were on their way to heaven. So let us uh, reflect on the trials of the past, the ancient past, the times of Jesus, and our present trials, that we all may, may always turn to God and embrace him, that he may purify us, that we may grow closer to him each day.